animation. Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork, one-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells, background paintings, and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking The Brave Little Toaster. We're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, The Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code RING. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Also known as Audio Video Game Show in the local supermarket. <laughs> That's pretty tame. <laughs> Generic version of our show. Hmm? Yeah, I'm Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with John E. Capcom. Yes, that's me. And this is episode... 343. Hey, John, guess what's in my pocket? Uh, dried... <laughs> oh, gross! Jonathan! No! <laughs> Uh, this week, <laughs> in my pocket, I've got Mario Super Sluggers for the what? Nintendo Wii. Okay, I, I've never heard of this game. You never heard of Mario Super Sluggers? Oh, it's a boxing game or something? It's a baseball game that was released in 2008. Oh, okay, uh, you know what? It's probably called just Mario Baseball here. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're familiar with the GameCube uh, game that came before it called Mario Superstar Baseball. Could be. I'm gonna have a look it up here. All right. Well, uh, I recently I saw one of these lists that I'm always looking at because I love looking at these lists, and it was a uh, you know franchises, game franchises that need to return, and I saw this thing where it said the Mario Baseball franchise needs to return, and I was like, it can't be more than two in that franchise, right? <laughs> And no, there was only two within that franchise. Since then, most of the baseball type of things have been uh, dropped into the Mario Sports Mix game. But this is a specific baseball-only experience on the Wii with your Mario characters, dumping in some of the Mario Kart things where you have different items and attacks and things you can do on the baseball field with your Mario characters as well as your Donkey Kong Country characters and boy is it weird having... <laughs> do you know why I never heard about these? these yeah, why? Why? Because it just never came out over here. It never came over to Europe. Alright, well hey, something something new I can uh, introduce you to. Have you heard of baseball, John? I've heard of baseball, yeah. Okay. I'm aware of how it's played. You know how it's played, sure. So, uh, I'm a fan of arcadey type baseball uh super baseball stars or what was it baseball 2020 uh from snk i like uh, the cartoony arcadey type of baseball and uh, my wife had brought my son to the library and in the children's section they have some of the older console games there for them to take out and he brought home this game for our wii 
And uh, I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed the game. Uh, you're looking at the type of thing that you can expect from a Mario-type sports game. It's cartoony, it's colorful, uh, it's got a very low barrier of entry. However, it is very dependent on the motion controls. So to swing the bat, you're going to have to swing the Wii Remote. To throw the ball, you're going to have to swing the Wii Remote. Um, and that can be off-putting to some people. It normally is very off-putting to me, but because I was playing with my son, and he was enjoying it, it helped me enjoy the game because it was easier for him to play at a competitive lev level because the controls were simpler and he got better as he learned how to play. I don't know if he's familiar at all with baseball past this game. I don't think we've ever sat down and watched a baseball game together or played any other baseball game, but he picked up the rules of baseball fairly quickly through this game and was able, like I said, to play competitively against me with these controls. And I got a hang of the controls too. So you have a whole roster of Super Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong Country characters to choose from. Um, you got Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Princess Peach, Daisy, Bowser, um, Toadsworth is there. There's Hammer Brothers, Boomerang Brothers, Fire Bro Brothers. There's different types of toads. And you might be thinking, well, there's definitely like skin uh, swaps where they're just changing the color. And that's true. There's like a dry bones. That's the regular dry bones. And then there's dark dry bones. But uh, what I like about this skin swap or the, the color palette changes between those type of characters like the toads and like the, the Hammer Brothers is that they actually have different stats, albeit slight, than the previous version so one might be a better pitcher one might be a better batter and one might be a better fieldman than the predecessor what were you gonna ask um i was gonna ask is bluster kong in the game <laughs> no no but there is uh there's donkey kong diddy kong dixie kong uh king k rule uh, what are the, his henchmen called? Kremlins or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different Kremlins in there. So instead of Shy Guys for Bowser's side, you got a bunch of Kremlins on King K. Rule's side. I always found when this these franchises are mixed together, they don't quite fit because one was developed by Rare and the other one was developed by Nintendo and the aesthetic... Just, like, Donkey Kong seems to work, but the other ancillary characters kind of look weird like king k rule next to bowser I, they they look like they were designed by two different companies because they were uh regardless of that you can kind of assume how each one of these characters would play based on their stats just like mario kart um you got your heavies your lights with baseball you got your your strong batters you got your strong pitchers and you got your strong fieldmen and they break it into really simple iconography so when you highlight the character you can see how they'll perform and like princess peach is a really great pitcher um bowser is a great batter and that type of thing now we played mostly in multiplayer mode and what was nice about that was by just playing exhibition matchups in multiplayer mode we were able to unlock most of the things within the game uh, that being characters and um, parks. However, to unlock the entire experience of the game, you do have to play through story mode. So what happens with story mode is Mario goes to an island. It's a baseball island. 
who shows up is baby Bowser, and they're either, you know, and the Koopa Troopas and everything are going to make a mess of things. And now <laughs> you have to find your teammates and you have to go to different parks and play against the bad guys. Why are you laughing? It's just the way you were describing it. I know you know what you're talking about. But you were like, you got to go to the thing and the, you know, the baby Pokemons are there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I'm saying it like that is because this era of Nintendo was kind of like big on, and I don't think the, the, the Nintendo farmed this out, but it was all about this island aesthetic where it was, mm. it was still held on to that Mario Sunshine aesthetic where it's Mario going to an island and baby well, Bowser meeting there. that's a Super Mario World thing, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I, the Delfino do whatever those guys are, are in this game too. You know what I'm talking about from, from Super Mario Sunshine? Those yeah, Wii Sports creatures. Resort was similar. Like, that mm -hmm. was set on an island. No, 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 um, but I'm saying, like, the characters from Super Mario Sunshine, like, the townspeople are on this baseball island. Oh, uh, the guys with the noses and the... Yeah, skirts. and they're they're playable characters as well. Um, so it has very much that Super Mario Sunshine aesthetic and feel. Um, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm, like, glossing over it, because I, I didn't really dig Super Mario Sunshine, but also because... I found this uh, story mode to just kind of be boring, and there, it was just, I have to, you know, walk around the island in this one part and find baby Mario, and now I have to play a game against the Koopa Trooper for one inning, but I gotta make sure I do a special pitch to clear these sort of prereqs so I can move on to the next gate and unlock it. Like, you're not playing full uh, games of baseball, throughout the story mode so it's very much a single uh single player experience and i found it to be relatively boring i think the most fun is going to be had on the multiplayer <laughs> side i like the idea of your son going hey dad i brought this baseball game for us to play and you're like cool single player it is go to bed <laughs> oh no 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 so what happened <laughs> was we we initially just played multiplayer and we were having fun unlocking the characters he wanted to see what the story mode was because he kept seeing uh, bowser's castle up in the north but we couldn't select it as a park because mm, okay. there's uh, i believe there's like five or six sections on this island and they're all different types of baseball stadiums and uh so there's there's an ice world so when you're playing on the the ballpark that's in the ice world it's slippery so there's more chance for your characters to slide and slip when they're in the outfield um there's also i'm trying to think what else there's the the jungle scene uh from donkey kong and you know donkey kong country where there's barrels and other different obstacles we found that we like to play in the first ballpark which is just a regular baseball i think it's like mario stadium or whatever it's just a regular baseball stadium there's no obstacles there's no environmental hazards nothing like that it's just simple baseball there's two options you can turn on you can turn on where there are items or there are not items again we found that we had more fun playing without items the items are like you hit the ball and now you use this item and you can shoot a bullet bill at the outfielder to knock him out or you can make pipes appear so they hit into the pipes when they're trying to catch the ball that type of thing because the controls are so dependent on um, you using, you know, the motion controls, we found that doing the items was a yet another step 
where it's like, I have to swing the remote, then I have to point it at the screen real quick and hit the trigger to make this happen. And we just didn't find that experience fun. We kind of just liked the vanilla park with the vanilla stadium because the characters themselves bring enough variety and diversity into the game where it's like, that's all we needed for our experience. Each batter, um, each batter will come with their own specific bat. So like Mario and Luigi, you know, it's a red bat, it's a green bat, nothing spectacular. Toadsworth, who's a terrible batter, comes with like this fucking cane and he tries to hit the ball. And I'm like, well, I can't look at, you know, you're trying to judge when to swing with this thing that does not look like a baseball bat or uh, Piranha Pete, big, big piranha plant, doesn't use a bat. He uses a big leaf. Now he's a good, he's a good batter and he can hit the ball far. But again, you have to like figure out how to swing at the ball with a giant leaf instead of a baseball bat. It's... It sounds like it's annoying, but it actually is quite fun. I, I found it to be fun. And you can mix and match all the different characters. Just because your team captain is Mario doesn't mean you can't have Shy Guys or Goombas on your team. You can have whoever you want on your team. And the character system um, has this thing where if you select a character, there'll be music notes over other characters on the roster screen. And those music notes are denoting that there's a synergy between these characters, the character that you have selected and other optional characters you can pick. So you kind of want to maximize that because that means that like, if, you know, Luigi's uh, the first baseman and Mario's the pitcher, they have a good connection and he'll throw the ball faster to him. And, or if someone's trying to like, you know, uh, steal the base or something, you see that the characters will perform better within this synergy mechanic, which is, again, neat. And it, it just enough, like, I think there was just, there was too much being dumped on to the game at a certain point, but what's nice about it, a lot of it's optional. I mean, story mode, if you want to unlock all the parts, you're gonna have to go through all of these different things. But uh, if you just want to play baseball with just a little twist, you can have it just that way. The other thing that's notable is the pitching mechanic, again, using motion controls, but each character has a special uh, throw. So you can build up your this star meter, and once your star meter is filled, you can expend it to do a, a special pitch. And it could be things like Magic Koopa, it, when Magic Koopa pitcher will make the ball appear and disappear as it's like coming towards you. So you'll see the ball coming towards you, it'll disappear and then appear just a few feet in front of you. It's not a, it, it's not like a cheap sort of thing, but it is a more challenging pitch that you have to try to hit. And as a batter, if your star meter is filled, you can actually use a, uh, a specialty swing, which is just a really powerful swing and you're more likely to get a home run uh, when you use that. So it, it's neat, it's a lot of fun. I just, I don't think it's a good single player experience. And I, I would imagine that's pretty safe to say with most sports titles and arcadey sports titles, titles is that you know, you're only gonna get so much mileage out of playing the single player experience. It's really meant for the uh, the couch co-op, although I will warn you, uh, when you play with a six-year-old, make sure they're at the other side of the couch, because they're gonna get a little wild with their swings and pitches, and you don't want to catch a Wii Remote in the face. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, with um, the, the kind of casual Nintendo sports games, yeah, like, you hit the nail on the head there, like, they are more fun as a co-op thing um but i think if you can you generally find them for quite cheap 
Yeah, I don't know what this is going for. I mean, I, Cat Trap is going for forty dollars, so I'm kind of nervous to look up. But like, what I'm saying is, I, I think it's like it, they're cheap enough, so you can generally get them for two or three quid and take a test drive of them. You know? Yeah. Well, and what's nice is that, like I said, he picked this up at the library. He he checked it out twice. And then after he checked it out twice, I realized he's like really into it. I decided to tune it in on the magical antenna. So now we have it forever. So he's digging it. Uh, you can pick this up used from anywhere between 15 to $40, depending on the condition. Uh, which, <laughs> I mean, if you have a Wii and you're still using it, I think it's a great multiplayer game. We only played uh, up to two players. I'm not exactly sure if you can get more players past that. I think it'd be a little challenging because, uh, you know, you'd have somebody in the field, I guess. But as far as two-player co-op is, uh, two, not two-player co-op, two-player uh, exhibition matches and things, I think that's where it's at with this game. It's, you know, Mario Kart is a good um, touchstone as far as visual presentation, the, the different add-ons to make it exciting with the items that I didn't choose to use, but I could see somebody uh, enjoying the, those aspects of the game. Um, you know, and you gotta remember, the person I'm playing with is six years old. So, <laughs> I don't... I have to keep playing the game, and he has to understand the mechanic and use the mechanic, and if you dump too much on, he's only six years old. So that makes it more challenging for me as well. So that, that I didn't dig real deep into the mechanics of those item systems once we realized, like, ah, this isn't as fun as we had hoped it to be. Like, these games are inherently fun. Otherwise, people oh, yeah. wouldn't play them. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. It is an interesting one. I guess maybe children are the main... Uh target audience and in that case i have to say it's probably a success because your son likes it and he's a kid right right and, yeah. and has played no other sports games i do find uh baseball to be a good entry point for sports games ever since the 8-bit era because most times the d-pad is assigned to the different bases there's a button to throw or swing it's the the game itself baseball is very like plodding and slow um this game caps out at seven in, set seven innings uh you can actually turn that up or down as you prefer up to nine but it, its default is seven innings which is a nice time and game of baseball particularly with with this system but in general you know so you don't have to go the full nine innings but baseball is a very slow game so in a lot of ways, it's you can take your time if you're playing with somebody who's just learning and be like, all right, don't throw the ball yet. Let me like figure out how to move my batter. Let me, you know, figure out how to swing. Okay, good. I understand that. And then past that, I mean, not much has changed mechanically from, you know, the NES to today as far as baseball is concerned. You know, football got a lot deeper than the Well, this is the thing. Like, there's no defense in baseball. Right. You know, like, it's a very simple game, because we used to play uh, the Neo Geo baseball games and stuff in college, and because we can understand it, you're just like, right, why, you hit the ball and run, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. There's no strategy to it for the wider team when well, you're playing I mean, those games. I, I, I would say with this particular title, because there, there are these weird cartoon characters who do have these stats, um, you'd be foolish to put 
you know, your heavy batters who don't have good uh, a good fielding stat in the outfield because they're they're not going to be able to run to the ball quick enough. They're they're going. Well, I'm just talking about the Neo Geo games where you don't pick who goes on. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With those, those type are like Super Baseball Stars or, or uh, Baseball 2020. I got it. What you're saying. But that's what I mean. Like that's what makes them work. Is that it's hit the ball, throw the ball, right? You know, manage your bases, and that's what makes them fun. You know, yeah. like I know, I'm sure in the real world, baseball is very strategic, and um, I played. I, I've actually played a good amount of baseball games through the Yakuza game. Okay. There's a um, Yakuza Six. You play baseball. There's one of the just like a sub story, basically, where Kiryu joins a baseball team full of the local dads. Mm. in Onomichi and you play against all the bully teams in the local area and you have to manage your squad and go around town finding new players and stuff um, and it's really fun And because I, I think what works is I find it fun anyway I find it fun to play a baseball game where I'm just like I get just clanging balls and trying to see if you can run around the, the thing it's, it's simple to understand you know yeah yeah definitely and, and like I was just saying with the different characters there's enough depth in there where it doesn't feel like it's overly simplified. It feels like you can put a little bit of strategy and it's easy enough to digest that my six-year-old was able to figure out like, oh, I want to put Birdo in the outfield because Birdo is a good field player and if I hit the A button, Birdo will suck up the ball, doesn't have to actually like run to pick it up and throw it and that mm. that's an advantage. Of things. So. I know, like, serious sports fans probably won't even check this game out, look past it, and there's nothing I can say to make you play it. But I think if you're a fan of those arcade type of sports titles, I, you'll, one, enjoy it, and two, it might surprise you with... It's not super deep, but the depth it provides as far as the different options of play. Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out OneRadClub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon. Kendall bounces this one up the middle. Shortstop, nice pick. Hernandez throws on the first and just does get Kendall. He doesn't agree with that call. And Tommy Sant gets between him and the first base umpire. And out comes Lloyd McClendon again. Jose Hernandez moving far to his left. Behind second. And now Lloyd McClendon has been tossed, and McClendon turns and fires his baseball cap. Well, the first base umpire has McClendon steamed. 
He turned and whipped his cap towards second base. It's still sitting on the grass. And now McClendon walks back. He's going to pick up first base a la Lou Pinella. And he's walking away with the first base bag. But this time he doesn't turn and throw it, at least not yet. McClendon walking with the first base bag underneath his left arm. He just now has crossed the third baseline, and I guess he's just going to walk off with it. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base and now whips it toward the runway. And he'll hand the lineup card to Bill Verdon. We can't continue this game without a first base bag, and now a member of the grounds crew will take another bag and jog toward first base and put it back in there. First base umpire, Rick Reed, arms crossed, watching the whole proceedings, about 15 feet from behind first. Quite a display from Lloyd McClendon. He is ejected after a close play at first base.